Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Trevor Woods here from the Block M Podcast an affiliate of the Fan First Sports Network. This week, for getting to know the opponent, it's rivalry week. It's for the state championship. It's the Michigan Wolverines, ranked at number two in the nation, heading to East Lansing to take on a scuffling Michigan State Spartans team. But throw the record books out, as they say, when it pertains to rivalries. 
Michigan State, this is pretty much all they have left to play for this season. Things are looking bleak there, as the weather will probably be on Saturday as well. A bit gloomy. But with me today is my press box, my right-hand man, Nick Durand. We're going to be talking all about the rivalry today. How are we doing today, Nick? Doing good. How about you? Hey, couldn't be better, man. So Michigan, Michigan State, definitely different trajectories this season. The the tracks, the train is derailed for Michigan State, but Michigan seems like a well-oiled machine, a locomotive going full steam ahead and kind of been plowing everybody in their way that's in front of them a couple years ago the last time michigan headed to east lansing it's wild the difference nick they were eight and oh then at the conclusion of that game after beating michigan's 37 to 33 michigan lost that made him seven and one on the season however michigan was able to bounce back from that game and that's the last time they've lost a Big Ten game back on October 30th of 2021, and they really turned their season around from that point, ended up making the college football playoff, of course, being Ohio State 42-27 at Michigan Stadium. Fast forward two years, and Mel Tucker, for reasons we're not going to really get into on this podcast, he is out, he's been fired, have a new head coach, interim head coach for that matter, in Harlan Barnett, and they're 2-4 and four on the season after winning their first two games. Michigan State's dropped four in a row. My question to you, Nick, is what is the night and day difference between 2021, where Michigan State, you know, they were even in the college football playoff rankings by the selection show, you know, Michigan State fans could tune in, and they were they were right up there. And now look at where they're at. The Tucker issue is one thing, right? But they were kind of losing transfer players in the offseason before then. What do you assesses the current state of that Michigan State program heading into this rivalry matchup. Yeah, for, for sure. It's not really looking great for them, like you like you alluded to earlier. Like, both of these programs have gone in, like, total total opposite directions since that game just just two years ago. I would say that, you know, State's been in a tough spot. That that 21 roster that they had with guys like Kenneth Walker was – Kenneth Walker, Jaden Reed was having a really good year. Peyton Thorne was actually having a really good year for them. Um, those guys have left and now they're relying on a lot of a lot of younger guys this year especially like you talked about with um, Mel Tucker's gone their um, interim head coach Arlen Barnett he kind of got put in a tough spot there I don't really think people are putting a lot of blame on blame on him but it's just a lot of a lot of inexperience a lot of young guys and they're just in a tough spot right now yeah and with Peyton Thorne who transferred to Auburn out of the picture this season, which is actually kind of a shock that he left as far as the outside looking in. Started out the season with Noah Kim at quarterback, and Kim was the definition of average completion percentage of 56.9%, six touchdowns, six interceptions on the season. But uh, Katen Hauser, he stepped in, performed pretty well last week, 27 of 45 on the season, 291 yards, two touchdowns to one interception. Uh, what do you think about the Michigan State offense? Obviously, the rankings for the offense not looking so hot. They rank 109th in rushing offense. Passing offense isn't much better at 70th. They did get out to a lead against Rutgers last week before falling 27-24. to 24. Do you think they have any lifer any momentum necessarily after losing a game that ended up being a gut punch? 
Well, I would say it's probably tough to, to pull any momentum out of blowing a big lead like they did on uh, Saturday against Rutgers. But I will say that um, the transition to Caden Hauser could be could make this game interesting, uh, certainly because you know Michigan has probably seen Noah Kim on film all year, and now you know they're they're getting the change up with Caden Hauser. I mean, he didn't exactly like set the world on fire in this game, but it's certainly a different look, and he he looked all right against Rutgers, and you know them. Blowing the lead, it wasn't all his fault. His defense kind of let him down there at the end of the game. Um, but, you know, it'll certainly be an interesting interesting look for the Michigan defense uh, to see a new quarterback. Um, you said earlier their, their rushing offense, it's it's not very good, although uh, Nathan Carter, their running back, is he's um, a little over 500 yards for the season. He's had some nice games, so he could be interesting to, to watch out for. But, yeah, I don't really – See, see them pulling a ton of momentum out of the Rutgers game, but it still would just be interesting um, because Michigan's going to see a new look at quarterback. So with Mel Tucker getting fired and an interim head coach, they brought in old, old school coach Mark D'Antonio. He's back more along the lines of an advisory role. But I did find something interesting this week. Barnett was asked on Monday about D'Antonio's influence on the rivalry game on Saturday because he's obviously had his fair share of success through the years in the rivalry. Didn't win every time. The past couple times kind of got their butts kicked by Michigan. But here's what Barnett said that I thought was interesting when he was asked about just, hey, you know, what can D'Antonio bring to the rivalry? He said, because he has a secret formula to success, I can't share it, so I'll just say it that way, if that's okay. What do you think about those comments, and do you think D'Antonio's influence can impact the game in any way, shape, or form, or do you think uh, his involvement is a little bit overblown? Well, if there is a, a secret formula, <clears throat> I'd certainly like to know what it is, because uh, <laughs> you know, the last, his last couple of years in the rivalry against Jim Harbaugh, I think um, off the top of my head against Jim Harbaugh, he was 2-3, and three. And yeah, then yeah, the, 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 the last yeah, time the last time they faced D'Antonio's last season, which was twenty nineteen, it was a home game at Michigan Stadium. I refer to it as the Mark D'Antonio going away party, retirement party. Michigan won forty four to ten. But but keep going, Nick. Yeah. I think I think that's a, a fair way to label that game. Um but yeah, I think much of the much of the success that D'Antonio had was against like uh, guys like Brady Hope and Rich Rodriguez, um, and you know he's been away from the program for a little while. You know this is this, even though it's still under the the Harbaugh regime, like the last two years or so, like this has just been like a new version of Michigan. Like it's not the same Michigan that he'd that he'd been coaching against. So, I mean, certainly it's probably nice for um, Harlan Barnett to have you know like Mark D'Antonio in his ear, you know, in, in an advisory role. But I don't really think like he's going to be involved in like a major way in terms of like, you know, establishing the game plan. He's not going to be the one, you know, down on the field calling signals or anything. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what I would say about the secret formula to success, apparently Michigan has to have a trouble with the snap. I, I guess D'Antonio is <laughs> preparing for that in 2015, a trouble with the snap from the Michigan punter in the last play game. I guess in 2017, D'Antonio was, uh, 
the secret formula was hoping there would be an absolute torrential downpour and then for John O'Corner, Michigan's quarterback, to uh, be throwing the ball like he is Fran Tarkenden, but unfortunately into the hands of Michigan State defenders. But there is one uh, key metric that got to give Michigan State some credit, and I wanted to ask you about, Nick, and see your thoughts. But Jim Harbaugh actually mentioned it this week, said that Michigan State had the best third down defense in the nation. Well, looking at the, the metrics right now, it looks like they're actually from a conversion percentage uh, perspective on third downs. They rank third in the nation. Their red zone defense is pretty good too. It is, I believe, it is 20th in the nation. But my question to you, Nick, is what has made Michigan State's defense tough on third downs when overall, you know, they're respectable. They're 36 in total defense, but what has made them elite so far on third downs, getting teams off the field? I would say it's just keeping keeping teams from getting ahead of the sticks, you know, making sure that they're not having a lot of success on, on first and second down, you know, create advantageous situations in third down, then it's easier to get off the field. But I would say, um, you know, he said, he said that Michigan State's uh, third down defense was best in the country. You said that the number is third, and they're third in the country. But according to the numbers I saw, Michigan's offense is actually uh, number three in the country in third down conversion. So it's a, it's a strength on a strength. Michigan's offense has been, you know, clicking on all cylinders all year. So it'll it'll certainly be a good matchup at least. Oh, no doubt about it. And yeah, strength on strength, and uh, somebody's going to break. We'll see which team does in that respect. Now, obviously a lot happened last year, Nick, and we're not going to get into the nuts and bolts and the whole story. I think anybody listening to this podcast is either obviously a Michigan or Michigan State fan, and they're well aware of everything happened after the 29-7 Michigan victory concluded at Michigan Stadium last season, and uh, a lot of things, unfortunate things happened in that tunnel, and then a lot of you know drama, unnecessary things happened in the aftermath. There were obviously some players who got arrested and charged with some things on the Michigan State side and it's suspended by the Big Ten and so on and so forth. My question is, though, as it pertains to Michigan, is now I need to preface this too. This entire week, Michigan players have really played it cool and close to the best. They're not giving Michigan State any bulletin board material. they pretty much saying they're putting what happened last year in the back burner uh there was a Mike Samersoe quote I liked. He had a Harbaughism and says, a, a wise man forgives, a smart man forgets, Harbaugh's always remember. I think I'm getting that one right. And then basically Samersoe's saying that they're not completely forgetting about what happened. Obviously they remember what happened, but they're not going to allow that to get in the way of the task at hand and linebacker Michigan linebacker Michael Barrett basically echoed those comments and saying just got to keep your feet planted where they're in front of you and just kind of treat each opponent the same so I think personally Trevor Wood's opinion is yeah it's going to be motivation what they're saying behind closed doors is going to be different than what they're saying outwardly as it should be uh, there's just no way, shape, or form you can escape what happened last year and forget about that. But it's all about what Blake Corum said. Corum said that what they're doing is they're just going to hit the playbook harder this week. They're going to hit the film room harder. They are going to hit the practice field 
harder. And that's going to be their source of motivation. It's not, as Corum said, they're not trying to rough up anybody. Sounds like they all want to play uh, between the numbers. So that's my thoughts on it. And what are your thoughts, not only uh, with what happened last year, but with what happened last time they played in East Lansing, the 37-33 loss? Seems like the uh, amalgamation of both those two years together is all the motivation they'd ever need to take Michigan State seriously and uh, keep on their mission, as Jim Harbaugh says, a happy mission. Yeah, for sure. Um, in my opinion, I think this is like uh, a good definition of probably like what I would say is like a survive and advance type game. Like the, the only goal here is to is to win the game. You know, something you know something special is building this year for Michigan. They're seven. They're seven and zero, and I wouldn't want to see you know this season gets screwed up in any sort of way by like the, the extracurriculars. You know, taking a front seat in this game. You know. The, the mission is just to just to win the game, and you know we we hear it preached like all the time in in rivalry games. Like you don't want to see like you know you just you, you just want to play the game. You don't want to like hit anybody after the whistle, get involved in any like scuffles or anything like that. Um, so I think like I agree with what Michigan players have been kind of saying all week about like we just we just you know kind of want to kind of want to play the game, having like the goldfish mentality and not necessarily like forgetting what happened last year, but like not letting that become, become the focus. And I think um, going back to Spartan stadium this year is also a good motivator for them because, you know, they, they're going to be playing in front of, in front of probably the most hostile crowd they've played in front of all year. And, you know, they want to, they want to get the win. They want to send, send the Spartan fans, fans home sad, you know, they, they were beaten the last time they were there and they don't want to let that happen again. Yeah. And Michigan has a lot of players a lot of new faces, right? Even this season, a lot of great true freshmen that have contributed, like Samaj Morgan or Benjamin Hall. However, there's a lot of guys that were there in 2021, including Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy, who had a great touchdown pass in the game to Andrew Anthony, who's not with Michigan anymore. And uh, he also had a fumble, though. That was a big turnover in the fourth quarter. So kind of those those memories McCarthy, he's a very forward thinker, but at the same time, they are football players, they are human, and any time you can use a bad occurrence to kind of fuel you or just to look in the mirror and say, never again, it's never going to happen again. So between McCarthy and some other players on the Michigan team, I think they have that within them, and I think that will really serve them well come Saturday night, a night where Michigan State actually, i got to give them credit, uh, they have some cool-looking dark black uniforms quick take on that did you see those yeah it'll be nice. i have not seen them yet but it'll be it'll, it'll be nice to see um i always i've always like you know I've, i hate to say this but i've always kind of liked when like michigan state like breaks out the alternate uniforms because i think like they've, they've had some good designs in recent years except for like the the ones with like the neon i don't like oh those, that yeah usually, that, that usually was they do a, they, usually they do a pretty good job yeah that one was universally hated not only like by michigan fans but by michigan state fans and nationally as well that it was just some yeah some I don't know what the hell it was, but yeah, this year gotta give them credit. They look kind of cool. I also like the Indianapolis Colts ones they just unveiled called Indie Knights. They're unveiling it during a noon game. But I digress, getting a little off track here in a good way. But uh, back to Michigan State. Now they not necessarily bulletin board material. I don't want to classify it as that. But uh, yesterday, Michigan State cornerback Dylan Tatum 
he talked about how he thinks the Spartans can pull off the upset against Michigan, saying that you can doubt us all you want, but we're going to go out there and give them our best shot. He said, this is the game, the game. It's important. It matters. It matters the freaking most. He said they're going to go out there and ball, and he concluded by saying, I believe we're going to win this football game. Now, we've talked about how these teams are in different trajectories, and Michigan, they have outscored opponents by an average of 32.7 points per game this season. That's the best margin in the nation. What do you think of Tatum's comments, and uh, is that reality in any sense of the word, or is that just uh, pretty much far-fetched? Well, I certainly wouldn't have expected him to go up there and say, "Yeah, we're we're going to get our butts kicked this weekend." But well, he probably um, should. I don't. I don't <laughs> just kidding. I don't, I don't really agree with what he had to say, but um, you know, this, on paper, this this game really shouldn't be close. You know, Michigan's the more talented team. They've been clicking on all cylinders all year. You know, Michigan State's been unscuffling, and you know, his message about you know we're gonna we're gonna give them everything we've got. You know, I think every every team that Mich- Michigan's playing this year kind of has that same sentiment. Michigan's been the, the top dog in the Big Ten for the last last two years. You know, every, everybody wants to play them. Everybody's going to give them their best shot. And, you know, year in and year out, this this game in particular for Michigan State, this is the this is the one that they, they circle on the calendar every year. They always they always give Michigan their best. So I, w- I would expect nothing less from them, but, you know, I still don't, don't really think they're going to, you know, I don't think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's a, quote, uh, proverb, I guess you could call it, but a hungry dog is a dangerous dog. And what Tatum alluded to is he said it's the game, it's the freaking game, it means the most. And there's another Michigan State player, uh, forget his name right now, but he also said this week that it doesn't matter if either team was 0 for the last 49, they're going to still come in with some juice for this one. So, yeah, but like you said, Nick, Michigan's used to it at this point. They're back-to-back Big Ten, Big Ten champions. They've had a, a bullseye on their chest for a while, week in, week out. Look at what happened against Indiana last week. Indiana played pretty darn tough in the first half, especially that first quarter. Had a 7 nothing lead, but that ended up being 52-7 to defeat for the Hoosiers. So yeah, I expect Michigan State to come out there and give them all they got and probably conceivably, realistically, they're going to punch themselves out, but... Can't underestimate a rivalry game. Uh, one thing that some Michigan coordinators and coaches have said this week, and you know, Michigan State in these rivalry games, they like to they like to have trick plays. So Michigan's going to be on their toes, and uh, if Michigan's true to their word, they're going to prepare for this one like they prepare for every other one. And what that means is they're going to come out there. They're not going to have a lot of penalties. They're going to play balanced football on offense, uh, pass-run ratio close to 50%, and the defense isn't going to give up many points. What is your general thoughts, uh, predictions? Uh, what do you think is going to end up happening besides you thinking it's going to be a, a runaway score for Michigan? Yeah, I don't I don't really think that Michigan has to come in like with the attitude of, like it, you know, this is a rivalry game. This is Michigan State. We have, or, let me rephrase that. They don't. They don't need to come in with the attitude of like we got to go out there and win this game by fifty points or whatever. You know, if they just you know s- stay true to their game plan, stay disciplined, like we've seen them do all year. You know, not get phased in when there's a little bit of adversity, like there was last week. You know, they they were just able to stick to their fundamentals and they were able to to run away with it just because that's just because that's the team that they are. And 
And so I would say, I think this one will be a little bit close early just because, because of the, uh, the new, the new quarterback for Michigan state will kind of, you know, maybe, maybe make them, uh, you know, struggle just for a little bit, but I think that Michigan's going to pull away with it in the end, maybe win this one by comfortable 20 points, I would say. Yeah, which would be under the betting line, but Michigan could care less as a team betting line or anything other than a W. At the end of the... <laughs> exactly. That's what Jim Harbaugh said earlier this year. He said sometimes there's too much pressure for the team to win by a lot. The expectations from the outside world looking at them when Really, they just want to win. Win by one. That's the goal. Win by one. So, yeah, we're going to see what happens on Saturday night. It should be to start out with a rowdy atmosphere in East Lansing, over 70,000 fans. But as J.J. McCarthy said about away games in the past, he loves by halftime where they become quiet as a mouse. So we'll see if that ends up becoming the fate of the Sparty faithful on Saturday night. Nick Duran, thanks so much for coming on and uh, looking forward to all our other endeavors in the press boxes throughout the season. Still got some games left this year, and uh, it's, it's been a blast. It's going to continue to be, and I think it's going to continue to be for the Michigan team as well. So thanks, Nick, for coming on. You want to tell people where they can find you on social media? Yeah, you can uh, You can find my, uh, my written work on the Mason Brew website, and you can also follow me on Twitter, or the app formerly known as Twitter, at MJDuran15. Yes, the app formerly known as Twitter X. But before I get out of here today, we're excited about this next announcement. Tom Brady and the team at Autograph have just announced the release of a game-changing new app that recognizes Michigan fans for their acts of fandom. The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to all your favorite Michigan content, fan challenges, and exclusive rewards for diehard Wolverines, all for doing the things you already do, like listening to this podcast, Click the link in the description of this podcast and use our code MBREW to download the Autograph app for free today. And once again, this has been Trevor Woods. You can follow me on X at Woods Football, and we'll be talking to you at the conclusion of Michigan, Michigan State for the post game. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Action Podcast.